There's some things this morning that are just burning uh, in my heart today, and I just need to release some things and, and just to declare some things. So I want to speak to you about something that just keeps resurfacing in my life this year. Um, that uh, subject is uh, affirmation. Uh, Webster defines it like this, the act of affirming. The act of affirming or something affirmed, a positive assertion or the meaning of affirm is to validate or to confirm. And I believe that uh, in God is just really giving me a revelation to the importance of this. And I just haven't been able to get away from it. It just seems like that there's just things that kind of continue to happen and continue to come up and words and things that I'm hearing and things that I'm seeing that just keeps on bringing this back up and reoccurrence in my life. And I believe it's very important that we have the principle functioning, this principle functioning in the body of Christ. I believe that it's very very, very, I can't stress enough, important. And I'm really beginning to see that more and more in my life concerning the body of Christ. But I first want to start out, before I get into the few things that I have to say, I, I want, first want to start out with a word of warning um, on this subject. And I hope you don't catch the offense here. Because it's not intended for that. It's intended, it's intended to bless you. It's intended to uh, lift you up and to give you direction. But if 100% of the people in your life are affirming 100% of your life, 100% of the time, then there's something wrong. Because there ain't nobody on this earth that good. Even the Apostle Paul didn't affirm Peter's hypocrisy in Galatians 2, 11 and 12. He opposed it. There are things in our life that God is going to try to put people there to instruct us, to correct us, even rebuke us. How many knows that he rebukes those he loves? He loves us too much. To leave us where we are. Now, he loves us just the way we are, but too much to leave us there. You see, if we surround ourselves with people that only speak the things we want to hear, then we'll never hear the things we need to hear. I want to say that again. If we surround ourselves with people that only tell us what we want to hear, then we're never going to hear the things we need to hear. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Now, let's move on to greener pastors. Some of you are saying, oh, man, I'm glad he didn't stay there very long. I was kind of curling my toes back up. Watch God function in the principle of affirmation. Luke 3 and 22. Luke 3 and 22 of the Amplified Version. I believe you can follow me on the screen or you can follow me uh, in your Bibles. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form, him being Jesus, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, you are my son. 
my beloved. In you, I am well pleased and find delight. I want to read that again. That's just so beautiful, so powerful, so rich, and such an example to us. And the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven saying, or the voice of God came from heaven saying, You are my son, my beloved. In you I am well pleased and find delight. Mm -mm 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 -mm. That's good stuff. We need people of God in our lives giving us the needed affirmation for the advancement in the kingdom of God. Joshua had a Moses. Moses was the one that gave Joshua affirmation. Samuel had Eli. Samuel was so young, he didn't know what was going on. He was sitting there in the temple, hearing somebody speaking. He thought, it, but it was Eli that gave affirmation and affirmed Samuel. Elisha had Elijah. It was Elijah that went to Elisha while he was plowing. It was Elijah that instructed Elisha. It was Elijah that left the mantle for Elijah. It was Elijah that was given the affirmation to Elijah. And then, of course, when we move into the New Testament, what a godly example Timothy had Paul. Timothy had Paul. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, and verses 2 and 18, and I'm sure they'll probably be putting the full verses on the screen, but I just want to just point out just a few words. In verse 2, to Timothy, my true son in the faith. He affirms him. Then again in verse 18, Timothy, my son. Also, if you was to move on into the second book, the second letter of Paul to Timothy, you would also find two more times that once again Paul gives affirmation and affirming Timothy as his son. And then when we move to 1 Timothy 6 and 11, listen to this. 1 Timothy 6 and 11. But you, Timothy, are a man of God. But you, Timothy, are a man of God. But you, Timothy, are a man of God. This is something that we need to get rooted deep within the body because we need it operating. This principle has been ordained, set forth by our Heavenly Father, even Jesus Christ, giving affirmation to His disciples. We need this operating. And not just every once in a while. We need it operating on a regular basis. Stephen, you are my son in whom I am well pleased. You are a man of God and you are after his heart. Jennifer, by marriage, you are my 
daughter. You are a woman of God. You are after God's heart. And I want to declare this over your life. You may very well become the most artistic hairdresser, makeup artist, and nail designer that God has ever graced this planet with. But there is a song and melody that God has deposited deep within your spirit and it will never be able to remain silent. Somebody give God praise. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verses 5 through 7. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verses 5 through 7. I remember your genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Enos. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-control. What powerful words this spiritual father speaks into this spiritual son. What powerful words this apostle speaks into this man of God. What powerful words this shepherd speaks into this sheep. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Timothy had Paul. We must have godly men and women in our lives that can not only tell us what God is not doing and not giving, but that can also tell us what God is doing and what God is giving. You know, we've got a lot of people that can tell you what not to do, what God isn't in, what God isn't of, but they fail to go on to tell you how to get from point A to point B with God, what God is doing, what God is in, what God is about. First of all, Paul instructs Timothy, hey, Timothy, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. He didn't give you this spirit of intimidation. This spirit of timidity. He didn't put that on you. No, 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 no. But if he would have stopped there, can you imagine that where that would have left Timothy? Hmm. Well, what are what God did give me? He said, God has given you a spirit of love. I want to tell you what, folks, here at New Life Worship Center this morning, God has given you a spirit of love. Each Look at your neighbor and say, God's given you a spirit of love. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be hateful. You don't have to be unforgiven. God has given you a spirit of love. He's given you a spirit of power. Look at your neighbor and tell him, hey, you're anointed. You're anointed. 
That means you have the power of God. You've been marked. You've been painted with the power of God. He loves you unconditionally. You'll never do anything to make God love you anymore. God is love. He only knows one way to love, and that's all out. You get God's best every day you wake up. You get God's best. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He doesn't go on vacation. He doesn't grow weary. No, 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 no. He's your heavenly Father, and He affirms you as His sons and as His daughters. And he has given you power to walk in his word. And he has given you self-control, self-discipline, a sound mind. That's what God has given his sons and his daughters. The anointed men and women of faith in our lives need to be able to exercise their spirit. Listen carefully to this. The men and women of God in our lives that have that faith need to be able to exercise their spirit above their soul. In other words, above what their soul is wanting feeling or thinking. Your soul is your intellect. It's your emotions and it's your will. So your spirit man, that of God, needs to be able to exercise itself. You need men and women in your life that are so in love with God, they're not concerned about what their soul is wanting, feeling, or thinking. They need to be able to speak beyond what they're seeing in the physical. It's very important that our lives have men and women of the faith, in the faith, that are able to speak into our lives. God reminded me this past week, had I not exercised my spirit above my soul, there's a real good possibility that New Life Worship Center wouldn't be releasing Stephen and his family into their new season today. You see, it was about 10 months ago. You remember that, son? About 10 months ago, I was sitting in my office having a conversation with my son concerning his future. At some point in that conversation, my soul quit talking. And my spirit started speaking. I I remember feeling that anointing just saturate me. And I began all of a sudden, not out of my soul, not out of what I was wanting, not out of what I was thinking, not out of what I was feeling, but my spirit began to speak. I couldn't believe what I was saying. I was giving him a free pass to go to CF&I. I wasn't, God was. Not only that, he was giving him the encouragement of how to bring his family... I want to tell you, how many people have pets? How many people have pets? How many people feel that those pets don't have paws and claws, but they have hands and feet? My wife taught me that. You get attached. You get attached. Jennifer was dealing with her soul in this. She 
had built a home with her physical dad. Their hands had built this home. But there was something calling to CF and I. And Stephen and I was conversing on the phone that day. I almost kept you here, girl. I almost. But all of a sudden, my spirits took over and my soul just fell asleep. I couldn't believe what I was saying. Those words became the launching pad in their lives for CF and I. Now I've got to release them today. That's not easy for my soul. But my spirit's dancing and doing cartwheels. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Timing, timing, timing. I'm going to say that again. I want you to get that in your spirit. Timing, timing, timing. A thousand years is as a day with the Lord, and a day is as a thousand years. God's purposes don't revolve around time. But time revolves around God's purposes. And God will appoint a time to a purpose. When he has a purpose he's looking to fulfill in your life, God says, now it's time. And he gives the time to the purpose. Now, Stephen and his family might have and probably would have eventually ended up at CF&I. But the timing for the purpose was critical. You see, there's some things that have happened and there's some things that are in transpiring in the works right now. And there's some things that will continue to unfold for their lives that could have possibly been missed had our soul interrupted our spirit connecting with God's timing. I want to take you to 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. It's the New International Version. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. Listen, God's ready for Samuel to affirm what can be. But Samuel is still focused on what could have been. God's ready for Samuel, the prophet priest of that day, to affirm what can be. But he's still focused on what could have been. If we're not careful, we'll get stuck in a season of mourning when we should be in a season of pouring. There's an anointed flow of affirmation within the church body that needs to be poured out on those after God's heart. Can you give him praise today for his word?